you have your Bible, take it to the book of Acts in chapter 26. Acts in chapter 26. We'll be reading from this scripture. We're going to jump into a story where the Apostle Paul is in uh, a, a, a time where he's in prison, should you, would you say that, and he's standing before King Agrippa, and King Agrippa gives him the opportunity to speak. So the Apostle Paul begins to speak to King Agrippa and begins to say some things to him, but understand that he is, uh, at this time and point in history, Christians were locked up, thrown uh, thrown in jail. A lot of them were killed. Um, and before this took place, uh, Paul was one of them that did this. And so we're going to look forward into this text as he gives an he gets an opportunity to stand before the king and say what he wants to say. Now, I just imagine this with me for just a moment. Can you imagine being invited, and uh, not as an honored guest, but as a prisoner, before the king, and the king says to you, the floor is yours. And he is a prisoner in a land that does not want him to preach the gospel. He is a, he is a prisoner in a land that would rather him be dead than him be alive. And so the Apostle Paul says in verse 2, he says, I thank myself happy, King Agrippa. The first thing he says, King Agrippa, he's, King Agrippa says, the floor is yours. And Paul says, I thank myself happy. What a statement. He is in jail. He's imprisoned. He could be, if he says the wrong words to the king, the king could have him killed right there on the spot. And he says, King Agrippa, I think myself happy. Because here's the deal. As a Christian, no matter state that you're in, no matter what you're going through, no matter what it is that's around you, you can be happy. And that's exactly what Apostle Paul says. I think myself happy. Happy. It doesn't matter that I'm in jail. It doesn't matter that he could kill me. It doesn't matter what is going on because I'm still happy, King Agrippa. You've not taken it from me. You've not taken my happiness. You've not taken not a thing from me, King Agrippa. I am happy. You know, there's a lot of things in this world that can try to take your happiness. There's a lot of things in this world that might would try. But the Apostle Paul stands and looks at King Agrippa and says, You've not taken it from me, buddy. I am happy. Wow. What a, to me, a little bit of, uh, of conviction to Trenton that no matter what's going on, bud, you need to be happy. Why? Why? Because in just a moment, we're going to read a story that gives Paul a chance to stand before. We're going to read this story. He has a chance to stand before the king and he makes the statement, I'm happy. I, I'm, I think myself happy, King Agrippa. I'm here. I'm happy. I'm happy that I'm here. 
he gives me an opportunity to preach the gospel. And uh, he's going to give his salvation testimony before the king. Paul, before he stands up for Christ in the face of death, he says, I was raised to believe what you believe. I was raised to be a Pharisee. I was raised to do those types of things. And yet, I don't believe that anymore. And let me tell you why, King Agrippa. So let's stand, if you will, read with me, if you can. And we'll read in verse number 14 of chapter 26, Acts 26 and verse 14. We're going to read a lengthy bit of scripture here, but I just want to, I want to share with you what Paul says to him. He begins to say, and when we were all fallen to the earth, hold on, let me back up just a moment. The light shined from heaven. Knocked him off his horse. Paul is given his salvation testimony. And we were all fallen to the earth. I heard a voice speaking unto me, saying in the, in the Hebrew tongue, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he said, and he said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest, but rise and stand upon thy feet, for I am appeared unto thee for this purpose to make thee a minister and a witness both of these things which thou hast seen and of those things in which I will appear unto thee delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles unto whom now I send thee to open their eyes and to turn them to the from the darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God and that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. Jesus says, listen, hey, Paul says, Paul says, this, hey, I was on my way to Damascus and God knocked me off my horse and said, I've got something planned for you, Saul. You're not going to be a, a persecutor anymore. You're going to raise up. You're going to be a minister and you're going to minister to the people that need the light. He said, you're going to turn the, those that are in darkness to the light. You're going to bring those that are against God to God. And Saul, this is who you are and this is what I'm calling you to do. And then he says, verse 19, Whereupon, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient unto, this heavenly, unto the heavenly vision. You understand that when that happened, Paul did exactly what God wanted him to do. He left that meeting. He went straight into Damascus. He went straight into the place. He went to the straight street, and he went to a, a preacher, and he was there for three days and three nights, and, he, and uh, he was blinded, and he did what God wanted him to do. He said, I was not disobedient the vision but showed first unto them of Damascus and at Jerusalem and throughout all the coast of Judea and then to the Gentiles that they should repent and turn to God and do the works meet for repentance for these causes the Jews caught me in the temple and went about to kill me huh. having therefore obtained of God I continue unto, unto this day witnessing both to small and great saying none of none other things than those which the prophets and Moses did say should come, that Christ should suffer and that he should be the first and that should rise from the dead and should show light unto the people and to the Gentiles. And he thus spake for himself. Festus said with a loud voice, Paul, thou art beside thyself. Much learning doth make thee mad. What's wrong with you, Paul? Something has made you mad. What's wrong with you, kid? Hey, hey, what's wrong with you? 
But he said, I am not mad, most noble Festus, but speak forth the words of truth and soberness. For the king knoweth of these things before whom also I speak freely. For I am persuaded that none of these things are hidden from me from this thing was not done in a corner. Then he looks at King Agrippa. King Agrippa, believest thou the prophets? Hey, King Agrippa, do you believe? Look at verse 28. Then King Agrippa, then Agrippa said unto Paul, Almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. God, we love you. We thank you so much for salvation. Thank you so much for your, your son, the Lord also. I thank you for allowing us to be in your house this morning. I pray that you'll use me in spite of me. I pray, dear God, that there's one in here today that does not know for sure they're on their way to heaven. I pray that they would stop playing games with God and get it settled this morning. We love you, and in Jesus' name we pray. Amen, and thank you. you may be seated. You keep your Bible open. We'll refer back to those verses in just a moment. But look in verse number 29. Paul makes a statement back to King Agrippa. He says, and said Paul, and Paul said, I would to God that now... Not, that not only thou, but also all that hear me this day were both almost and altogether such as I am except these bonds. Paul looks at a King Agrippa and he makes a statement to him. He says, do you believe? I don't know about you, but I see a couple things in the Apostle Paul that I would like to see evident in my life. I see, first of all, a little bit of boldness. Can you imagine standing before the king? Who has the power to throw you in jail? Who has the power to kill you? And you're standing there, and he gives you the floor. And you begin to tell, listen, I was on my way to Damascus, and God knocked me off my horse, and God saved me for a purpose and a reason for me to be a minister to the to these people, and now I stand before you, King Agrippa, and I ask you, King Agrippa, do you believe? Boldness, the Apostle Paul. I see just as a couple things in introductory statements. Number one is I see the boldness of the Apostle Paul, but not only that, I see the compassion for the Apostle Paul. He had the floor. He could have said anything he wanted to say. Do you know what he could have said? He could have said, thank you, King Agrippa, for giving me the time, but I'm, I'll just take my punishment. What do you need me to do? Or he could, he could have done like most people do. Well, I, I, I'm not guilty. I, I didn't do it. I, listen, not, uh, listen, what you're accusing me of is wrong. Listen, the Apostle Paul could have said, he had the floor. He could have said whatever he wanted to say, but because of his compassion, because of his boldness, he looked at King Agrippa and he preached his last, he preached his last little statement to him. I was lost. I got found. Hey, King Agrippa, do you know? Compassion on a man who could have killed him. On a man who could have thrown him in jail. Get this guy out of here now. In just a snap of the finger, he could have been toast. Paul had enough compassion deep down inside of him that he cared enough for King Agrippa. Do you believe? King Agrippa didn't like him. 
King Agrippa could care less about the Apostle Paul. He wanted everything that was going on in Christianity to go away. He wanted to squash what was going on. He wanted to take every Christian that ever believed and throw them into jail and throw away the key and never let them back out. That's who King Agrippa was. That's what his business was. And yet, Apostle Paul had enough compassion, had enough boldness that he stood before the king and asked him about his salvation. Many times, we're afraid just to ask our, our cousin who loves us, who wants to be around us, who maybe even loves God, and yet we still struggle to say, hey, do you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? And the Apostle Paul looks at someone who hates him, someone who could have his death sentence, and looks at him square in the eye, and he says, do you believe? Conviction to Brother Trent. As I look at him, if you had some words to say to your president, what would it be? Well, I'd tell him how to do this. But he had, his, he had his appointment with the king, and he didn't tell him how to run the government. He told him that he needed to get saved. Because of his boldness, because of his compassion, he cared about people. One of the most important things that we can do is care about people, is love people. And then also I see number three is he decided in the introduction that he, Paul decided to trust God. You say, what do you mean by that? I mean this. I want you to think about this for just a moment. I, I know I keep reiterating and saying again, but he was standing before the king. And he decided that what he was going to say could either kill him or save him. And he trusted God that whatever he said, whatever was going to happen, was going to happen. And if he wants to kill me, let him kill me. If he wants to take me to the dungeon and do that, then it is. But I'm going to trust God. No matter what comes from it, I'm trusting God. No matter what King Agrippa wants to do to me, I'm trusting him. I believe in him. And I'll believe him till I die. And the Apostle Paul lived. They didn't kill him at this point. They didn't throw away the key. They didn't do that to him. Hey, uh, listen, because he trusted God, God took care of him. Amen. Christian, it is important as we look at our life, and you don't understand my circumstances. You don't understand what's going on. You don't understand where I'm headed. Listen, we never, none of us ha have ever been in the position of the Apostle Paul, and he's been, hey, if you, if you say the wrong word, I'm going to kill you, and yet he still trusted God in his circumstance. When everybody was against him and everybody weighed against him, he still trusted God in spite of what was going on. Apostle Paul, I see boldness, I see compassion, but then also I see that he simply trusted God. Man, what an encouragement. Listen, he, 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 he's just a man just like you and me. He's just a human like you and me. Of like passions, just like you and me. And he had compassion enough to tell King Agrippa. He had enough boldness to look him square in the eye and ask him. And then he had enough trust in God that if I ask him, I ask him. If I die, I die. If I live, I live. It doesn't matter. Man, let that stir us to be more than what we are. But brings me to the sermon. Look in this verse. 
look at this verse with me. The title of the message is Almost. Look in verse 28. Then, then Agrippa said unto Paul, Almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. You know what he told Paul? He said, you almost persuaded me. You, you just about got me there. You just about made me believe. You know the word almost means not quite. You know the word almost means very nearly. So he almost, he very nearly, he not quite became a Christian on that day. You understand that King Agrippa, he came this close to becoming a Christian because the Apostle Paul, because of his boldness, because of his compassion, because of his, I believe that personally, I believe that personally that he almost became a Christian because of who Paul was and how he was in front of King Agrippa. But guess what he didn't do? He didn't do it. So I'll give you two points this morning. Number one is almost persuaded. Almost persuaded. Listen, uh, King Agrippa was almost persuaded to believe. He was almost persuaded to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. <coughs> but I feel like today, in today's society, as, as we live our lives, that there are a lot of people in this room, there are a lot of people that are, that are Christians right now that almost do something for Him, that almost serve God, that almost uh, live for God, that almost come to church, that almost get involved, they almost do it. Hey, Christian, it is more, it is so important as we approach a brand new year that we do not almost do something, that we would actually do something, that we'd actually accomplish something. King Agrippa, he almost believed in God. He almost did. But listen, King Agrippa is not in heaven today. King Agrippa is in hell. And he's still saying, Oh man, I almost got saved. I almost got saved. I almost believed. And it never changed the fact that he didn't do it. You can stand here all day you want to, and you will almost accomplish something if you don't set it in motion to do. I almost served God. Well, you should have seen me back then, man. I almost did it. How many stories do you hear like that? You don't hear people bragging about the things that they almost did. Well, you should have seen it. I went to this cliff. I was going cliff diving, and uh, I got over there, and I stood at that cliff, and, well, I walked away because I almost did it. How many stories do you hear like that? You don't hear people bragging about the things that they almost did. The things that they do and they accomplish. Don't live your life as a Christian that you almost serve God. Well, I, you know, I, I thought about it, but you know, I, I, hmm, not for sure. I almost got there because do you know what happens if you almost serve God? Guess what? You don't. If you almost get saved, you don't. If you almost come to church, you don't. If you almost get involved, you don't. You'll never do it if you almost. Eh, I, eh, I almost did it. You know what, one day, Brother Chuck, I almost taught myself how to play the guitar. I didn't. I have no idea how to pick up a guitar and strum on it. Well, I know how to pick up and strum on it. I don't know what I'm doing with it because I almost 
taught myself how to play the guitar. And that happened. I got time left. I can still teach myself how to play the guitar. Understand that. But in my past, what you've done in the past, you almost accomplished it. Stop saying, I almost did it. Don't live your Christian life, well, I almost did it. I almost did it. Listen, the most important thing in your whole entire life is that you make sure that you get saved. Is you make sure you're on your way to heaven because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you almost did it. It doesn't matter if you got baptized. It doesn't matter if you became a member of a church. It doesn't matter one bit, one hill of beans if you don't accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior because almost will never get you there. Being a member of a church will never get you there. Being baptized in a baptismal pool will never get you there because it's not about being almost. It's not about all. Oh, it's not about being there very nearly. It's not about not quite. It's not about that. It's more than just almost. You've got to do it. Bible says, Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring. Bible says, Today is the day of salvation. Do not put off today. Don't put it off today. Don't play games with God. Don't you stand there before the judgment seat of God and stand there and say, well, you know what? That preacher was up there preaching and I almost went down there and got saved. And guess what the story of King Agrippa is going to be? As he stands before the righteous judge and he looks at Paul and says, I almost did it, man. I almost did. And yet, Christ will say, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I know you not. Just because you almost did it doesn't mean that you did it. Because you didn't do it. Almost means not quite. Very nearly. In that close. I always heard somebody say, getting close only counts in hand grenades and, and horseshoes. It doesn't count in life. I almost, I almost did it. I almost decided to get involved at church, but you know, something came up because I almost did. Hey, Christian, where are you at this morning? Maybe you're lost. Maybe you're standing there. You know what? Last time you preached, I almost got saved. Well, don't play games with it anymore. Don't you almost, don't you almost go, to, go to heaven. Don't you do it. Because that's where King Agrippa is sitting. He almost went to heaven. He almost got it settled. He almost looked Paul in the face and said, I believe. He almost did it. Number one is almost persuaded, but number two is finished. Someone who finished. You know, what do you mean by that? The Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter number 4 and verse number 7, Paul says, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course, and I have kept the faith. The difference between the two individuals is King Agrippa almost got there. And the Apostle Paul says, 
I'm done. I finished. I fought a good fight. And I've kept the faith. And I've finished. The difference here, Christian, here it is. You decide whether you finish. You decide whether you get to that finish line or you almost get there. You've never read in a book, in a story, where this person almost got to the finish line at the world record, right? The Olympics. Oh, did you see that guy that almost finished? Let me tell you about him. You don't talk about it. Because you talk about the guy who finished. Hey, Christian, no matter where you're at in your life, no matter how long you've been born again, you decide whether you finish or you almost get there. The Apostle Paul says, I have finished. Paul also made the statement that he has no blood on his hands. Because do you know why? Because when he stood before King Agrippa, he said, hey, listen, King, I don't care who you are. I don't care that you're the king, but I'm going to tell you about the Lord Jesus Christ. Because you know what was more important to him? Finishing. And not almost. Because a lot of us, we get to that almost point. Well, you know, I, I almost gave him a track. You should have seen me. I almost, I almost Talk to them about God. Can you imagine the Apostle Paul as he's writing the 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 7 and he says, I have, I have fought a good fight and I almost finished my course. That's not what he said. He said, no, no, no. He said, I finished my course because he told the gospel and he preached the gospel from the time that he got saved to the time that he died and he never stopped preaching it because it was more important to him to finish than it was for anything else. And as a Christian, where are you at? Where am I at? Guess what? We're all in the race. And we need to finish. Finish the way that God wants you to. Man, what a finish by the Apostle Paul. Not only do we see somebody finishing, but I think of somebody else that finished. The Bible says in John chapter 19 and verse 30, and when Jesus, therefore, had received the vinegar, he says, it is finished. You realize that the Lord Jesus Christ is the one that made life possible. And he was on that cross. And he said, it is finished. Because do you know why? Because he didn't get to the middle of the race. and I'm almost done. I'll just sit down. He got to the cross. Endured the shame. Endured the beatings. And he finished. Christian, don't live your life almost. Well, you know that one person, they used to come to church. They almost got involved. And they almost did something for him. How about, no, no, no. You remember that lady who used to come to church? And she finished right. 
she finished where God wanted her to. She didn't almost get it done. She got it done. Get it done for the Lord Jesus Christ. Quit playing games. Quit going half and half. Go all out for God. Almost won't cut it. Finish. One thing my daddy always taught me when I was a kid, when I would play football or something of some sport, if I went out, I had to finish. He wouldn't let me quit in the middle of the season because things got tough. He said, because you started it, you're going to finish it. Guess what, preacher? We're in this race. You've accepted Christ as your personal Savior. Guess what you need to do? Finish. Too many people are exiting left and exiting right. They're getting out of this race. But the Apostle Paul, Jesus Christ, they finished right. You, and only you, can choose whether you finish or not. Don't live your life, almost, for God, but get it done. God, we love you. We thank you so much for allowing us to be here this morning.